0: In this session we'll be looking at the principle called, do not be unequally yoked. Now we all know this comes from the scripture that says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Generally this is one of the more uncomfortable principles that we teach or that is received. And um, usually the first question that's asked once this principle has been posed is, why? Why is it there? Why, why, why should we adhere to this? Why does it exist? And the answer is actually fairly simple um, Not only is it very clearly and plainly stated and commanded by the word But there are also various examples of this just being a biblical truth And a biblical principle to adhere to So the reasoning behind it is as simple as It is what it is The Bible commands us to do it or to not do it. Um, So now if we we just... We'll read the the, the anchor scripture shortly. But... um, Before we
1: continue, I just want to point out that uh, the previous principle that we discussed was um, uh, confession and repentance. And um, we are bringing this principle in at this stage Mm. where we could easily... Obviously, after confession and repentance, we could go to continuance or yes. progression. This doesn't necessarily
0: seem like the natural Agreements. next step.
1: <laughs> but this is more or less uh, where, in the discipleship process, this is where this dynamic would normally come into the mm. life of a person. Because mm. the believer, most believers, want to repent, of course, and they'll they'll confess. Many of their own things. So we think confession is me, individually, my things Mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. But see, this shines a very broad light on what repentance looks like. Yes. Because now repentance is going to become applicable to our relationships and all of our relationships.
0: Which is usually one of the biggest stumbling blocks, if not the biggest stumbling block, um, in, in one's life
1: the salvation process um, has only one blueprint only one template that's it it has to go in one way mm. you are saved out of the world yes you are saved from the flesh the flesh has been put away you died to yourself and uh, we are saved into Messiah and then we have to become part of His body, we are also saved into His body. Most people agree to uh, a process of discipleship and they in theory agree to um, be crafted into the Mm. body and become part of the body. Made one with the body. Um, because we want to be part of the kingdom. Of now, course. the kingdom on earth is the body of Messiah. Yeah. We call that church.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, in theory, this sounds easy enough. Of course. Probably, is, most people come from a culture where church is only a part of our lives. Mm. There's other parts of life. We work, we have careers, mm. there's mm. other people there. And we come from a background where we all uh, had some sort of family. Of course. <laughs> so there's people that we have had relationships and bonds with, agreements with, even covenants with,
2: mm.
1: when we come to Messiah. And all of those should be considered uh, annulled when we come into covenant with Messiah. Um, because this one covenant should annul all other agreements. And yet we see a lot of people refuse to mm. um, abandon other previous commitments. Because um, they think they can maintain both. Now, explain to us, first read to us the scripture. And then
2: we'll go from okay. there. Okay.
0: So the scriptures in 2 Corinthians chapter 6... Um, I'm going to read from verse 14. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness?
1: Right. Okay. Just read the actual commandment again.
0: Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers.
1: Okay. This is one of those principles that we hardly need to expand on. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. So, okay, we are going to quickly have to look at what's an unbeliever. Okay. <laughs> what's an unbeliever? If your uncle believes that he's a believer, but he doesn't believe in baptism, he believes in baby baptism... Then he's an unbeliever. Yes. A person that doesn't honor the Word of God... Now, you might say they have a different interpretation. Mm. A person that denies the truths...
2: The full truth.
1: ...of the Word of God is an unbeliever. You can't be half a believer. Mm. Now, the tough one. A person that is informed with relevant proof and um, explanation of the true name of Yahushua HaMashiach and the name of Yahweh. And because of culture, because of sentiment, because of preference or because of the demons that they carry, decide to deny the name, the true name, and and hold on, hang on, hang on to the perverted, um, untrue name of the Son of God, the Jesus Christ name. Um, if we have such a person that refuses to acknowledge his, his his true name, then that person is an unbeliever. We're not talking about people that does not try, uh, progress to only using his true name. Mm. There's people that acknowledges his true name, mm. But they continue to also use the other name. Now, we're not going to define them as unbelievers. But an unbeliever will always reject the name. Always. There is a tricky bit to this. There is, of course, the Hebrew roots crowd. Um, They are of a totally different spirit. They use a form of his name, but they deny uh, the covenant. So to be a believer you have to be a covenant um, keeper.
2: Mm.
1: You have to be a person that lives kingdom of heaven culture, love the ways of God, and continue to grow in revelation and understanding of the ways of God, and love His name acknowledge his name at the very least Mm. (coughs) and obey his ways and of course you have to a a believer somebody that's part of the body understands that he is to love the body Mm. and to be part of the redemption of the body Mm. the edification of the body that's it a person that's not dedicated to become part of the Uh, edification work of the body is not a believer. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Now you might say, well I have a friend, I'm not yoked together with him. Define for us what that looks like. Uh, Is it people we spend time with? How much time?
0: (laughs) Um, Well if you think of the the concept of yoking as would be two or more oxen that um, you know, with the harness And they carry the same load To do the same work And move in the same direction So we can even see it in the same light uh, The moment we carry some of the weight Of someone else's life Or they carry some of the weight of our lives In any measure <laughs> Then then that's being uh, together So we're not saying don't converse Don't look at, you know Don't breathe the same air Kind of thing as As unbelievers But The moment we start bearing weight into an unbeliever's or you know someone's life, or someone else starts bearing weight into our lives, then that would be considered as being yoked together. So in 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 conversation, the thing we want to look out for would be any form of agreement. Um, You know, this is agreement is 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 the place where this really is centered around. because, I mean, it's not like if you help someone just carry a box <laughs> that you'll be yoked together. But it's, uh, it's, it's very much centered around, around the, the principle of, of agreement. Forging agreements um, that are not according to, to the Bible, not according to truth. So, I don't know if you want to expand on that in any other direction.
1: I think we're going to keep this uh, specific principle teaching very, very Mm -hmm. simple. Let's have a look at just what the Word says, contextually. Okay, so we're going to have another look at the Israelites just now, but Mm -hmm. um, contextually, let's go to chapter 5. It says in verse 14, that if one died for all, then all died. And He died for all... Now this is leading up to where He says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Mm. So contextually, He's already explaining it. He says, and He died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for Him, who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on we regard no one according to the flesh. So the way that the body regards each other and sees each other is according to who they are in Messiah in the Spirit.
2: Mm.
1: Now if we regard no one according to the flesh, how do you deal with somebody that's not raised in Messiah and is your friend? Or a family member that you like visiting with or have or you're still maintaining an agreement position with how do you not perceive them in the the flesh you'll have to honour them in the flesh for who they are in the flesh
0: yeah you don't really have a choice because they are just one thing
1: and they other people are going to regard you according to the flesh Mm. and they will force you whether you're reborn or not to abandon the principles and the eternal truth of the word when you are with them. Now, let's just look at the principles. When we together as believers in the body it's going to become easier and easier, because we have agreement and understanding, to, for all of us to walk according to the principle of beginning and end, Sanctified speech, sanctified action, um, all of those repentance and confession now, when you also maintain a circle of friends are there good people, not bad people, not that there is such a thing, so by the way, the Bible says that there's nothing good in in the flesh, okay, so you have a good circle of friends uh. Is there any chance you can maintain these principles with them? And at the same time, walk according to the ways of God and honor eternal truth. So we are not liars, we tell the truth to each other. The Bible says do not lie to each other. So the fact is that if we say that we, it's harmless to have fellowship with a group of unbelievers out there.
0: Oh, Fellowship. Fellowship. We don't yeah. necessarily have
1: fellowship with just a group of friends who are unbelievers. Yeah. So we go out there and we have uh, friendship, relationship, fellowship, whatever you want to call it, with a group of unbelievers. Um,
0: it's going to be very difficult to maintain godly principles if everyone else is doing the opposite. and That's where the problem comes in.
1: The fact is they are all working according to a different set of principles
0: That's the thing So it's not that they are just not doing anything They are probably busy doing the opposite of what we are called to do And that's the problem
1: What does a yoked relationship look like when you open yourself up when you share your person and your heart with people on a more than once off basis? When you share part of your life with another person, they share theirs with yours. Um, that's being yoked. You are busy yoking yourself together. Now, let's, the example of the Israelites is, the, what does it boil down to? Can you explain that to us?
0: Mm. Well, so, obviously we regularly look at, at the the nation of Israel or the Israelites as a as a group. Um we regard them as, as an example of the way that the new covenant or fulfilled covenant body of Messiah should should look like and move. Um, because they were a separated nation unto the Lord. And so many, many of, or much of what happens to them or the instructions that they receive from the Lord, we, we can take as examples for ourselves. Now, just in terms of do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, we see that. Obviously, <laughs> they were a separated nation. So for them to be yoked with Philistines or Amalekites or Amorites or Canaanites obviously was regarded as a definite no-go. You don't do that. But there, were, there was specific reasoning behind this in a specific way that was done. So for the Israelites, for instance, the first thing that God puts in place for them to, to uh, hinder the yoking together would be him giving them the dietary laws that they had you see because the dietary laws would make it actually impossible for any hebrew person to have a simple meal with someone who is not going to adhere to the law which means that they wouldn't have the same dietary principle so now something as simple as a meal cannot be had together because the the way that it was prepared would not you know would not be suitable, and um, and what we see from this, or the the, the, the what we can can um, gain from this, just having a meal would, for instance, uh, be friendships. So friendships would be very hard to forge if we cannot even have a meal together. Then we see the next thing is God directly instructs them that they are not to marry or give their daughters in marriage to any unbelieving national rather any other nation than the Hebrew nation. Um, the reason was that he it was generally presumed and it was correct that uh, once intermarriage started happening then idol worship would soon follow. And we do see that this happens again and again. Um, so connecting to that, uh, one of the other principles would be or you know things that we gain would be that it would be impossible for an Israelite to worship together with anyone who is not a Hebrew person. So, now obviously if they were actively worshipping different gods, then this would mean that they cannot be worshipping together because they would be worshipping different gods. Mm. Okay, so that would be the first example. But... Uh, Even more than that or another example would be Say a Philistine came to a Hebrew person They kind of want to be friends and they say Well, you know, I I can go and I'll go and worship your God with you It would be virtually impossible for the Philistine to do so Because he would still be uncircumcised He would not, you know, there's certain preparations Certain things that the person has to go through To be able to worship the God of the Bible The God of the Hebrew people Mm-hmm. There was the law, there was all of this that had to be kept. Mm-hmm. And so God actually makes it impossible, well, they've got it right anyway, but it was supposed to be impossible for them to be yoked together. God actually put everything in place. If they had adhered to everything that he had put in place, then much of the falling away and their idolatrous works would have been avoided. Um, but so we see all of this uh, can like we said can can serve as examples for us as New covenant believers to understand the hindrances or you know the avoidance strategies that we can put in place to not be unequally yoked together with someone who is an unbeliever um, do you maybe want to do that should we explain how it pertains to new covenant believers
1: the fact of the matter is that um, new covenant believers are circumcised in the heart it's even a, a deeper cutting of circumcision than what the Israelites had mm. um, we are baptized into Messiah so not only are we part of a nation like they were we are part of, part of an eternal body mm. um and so, uh, keeping that body, eternal body, safe, and making that eternal body our priority,
2: mm.
1: is even um, more intense of a process than what they had. Mm. Um, altogether, it basically boils down to: if somebody is not has not died to themselves. Are not baptized into Messiah, they're not the same body. So you cannot have a relationship. Even
0: the same body, but I think for us, a practical way to understand is they belong to another kingdom, to another realm.
1: They have different principles, different viewpoints, different opinions. Mm. Now, it might be that a good friend says, Well, you know, I have no problem with your God, I can worship your God with you. But unless he's willing to lay his, his life down, his will down,
0: The worship cannot Um, be Submit his
1: uh, opinions, viewpoints, culture to what the Word of God says, he remains an unbeliever. Even if he says, you know, I don't disagree with your God, I also believe in God, the name has to be accepted.
2: Mm.
1: Even if it's not used, it cannot be resisted. Mm. The Word of God and the the plan of God, the intent of the Word of God, Mm. um, has to be accepted. They can't have their way, and we all agree to disagree. Now, this is very important to understand. This is the standard. Do not be yoked together with the unbeliever. And we cannot compromise when we determine who's a believer or not. Mm. Because if you are willing to say, maybe he's a believer, he doesn't believe what I believe, but maybe Mm. he's a believer, then you don't know if you're a believer. Exactly. And if you're not a believer, then you can't be yoked together with us. basically what it boils down to so the Israelite uh, were in a position that even another Israelite
2: Mm. that
1: transgressed the Torah were not a Torah keeper and transgressed the law with other words transgressed against the covenant, if they were a covenant breaker the one Israelite would have to break unyoke himself from the other Israelite Mm. whether it was his family brother, his sibling, Mm. his father, his mother, or his own child Mm. now this did not stop as a standard. It was not uh, replaced by another standard. Mm. Because this is exactly what Paul is referring to in um, this passage. Now, he's, we're going to end this off by very clearly just reading what he says. I think we've explained it. Anybody that doesn't, want to, doesn't understand this, doesn't want to understand it. Mm. So, this principle is literally a separation principle. Yes. A person that doesn't want to understand this, will not understand it. A person that says they don't understand it, doesn't want to understand it. It's amazing how a person that's willing to just obey the Lord, Mm. easily understands this principle. It's not a difficult principle. Now, this is what he says. Um... It says, We regard no one according to the flesh. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have passed away. This includes your relationship you had with your parents before you were baptized. Your relationship you had with your husband, your wife, your siblings your work colleagues, your, colleagues your, your school friends, these are all things that have passed away. <clears throat> Behold, all things have become new. All things. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Yahushua Mashiach and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You see, this is where it's very important that God not only reconciled us to Himself, He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now here, Paul is referring to Himself But we as the new covenant body has this ministry of reconciliation. That is that Yahweh was in Messiah reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So now this is where we come in. A lot of people say, well, I'm still maintaining those friendships and relationships because, you know, I'm being a witness to them and and so on. Then I find out that the same person has been witnessing to the other friend for fourteen years. Okay, your witness is not working mm-hmm. if you've had to be if you're witnessing to the unbeliever for a year, your witness is not effective now This is what it looks like if you want to witness the uh, the uh, new ager in your in your friendship circle, then you sit them down, you explain to them the gospel, and they will end their friendship with you at that point. So the witness would not normally take longer than a week, maybe a day. Is this unfair? This is what it boils down to, so don't kid yourself. Uh, Because most people think they can ignore the fact that the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers this is the same for all relations all people in your life And okay, now um, we are ambassadors for Messiah as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Messiah's behalf be reconciled to God now that's how you witness ok now let's go to the actual scripture uh... This is chapter 6, we have spoken to you, it's verse 11, we have spoken openly to you, our heart is wide open. Now, listen to what the scripture says before he leads to this point. Speak openly, if your heart is open to a person for reconciliation's sake, for salvation's sake, for witnessing's sake, then speak openly, don't hide your principles, don't hide your faith and they're not going to hide theirs. They will let you know, look, I hear what you're saying and I can respect it, but I don't accept um, what you believe. I believe differently. And the moment he says he believes differently, this is evidence that you cannot be yoked together with them. Does this make any common sense? If a person says to you, I believe differently than you, then you have to determine what do they believe. Mm. Now, if the person says, well, what about the Muslims and what about other faiths, they also believe in God, then they're telling you that they do not believe that Yahushua is the only way to salvation. This is an unbeliever. I think uh, we want to make it very clear. When it comes to this principle, I've seen more people backslide on this principle than most others. Mm. Because they think they can compromise. Now compromise is compromise. So, a believer in Yahushua Mashiach that's been baptized into his body cannot marry an unbeliever, cannot have a relationship with an unbeliever. What's an unbeliever? A person that's not baptized.
2: Mm.
1: Or, a person that's baptized but doesn't want to commit himself to the edification work of the body. Mm. That's also considered not a believer. Mm. So a person that's in active rebellion or has never surrendered their life, unbeliever. Okay. So we don't start businesses with them. We can do business with them. Mm. But we don't yoke ourselves together. Mm. We try and avoid coming into any form of agreement with them, whether it is your own father or mother. When we are interacting with them, we watch what agreements they're trying to bring us into any agreement of compromise, And you're going to be forced to speak the truth to them. Mm. Easy as that. Now we're not saying break relationship, Mm. we're saying manage the relationship in wisdom and in truth.
2: Mm.
1: When it comes to the principle of not being yoked together with unbelievers, Mm. obviously we have to talk about how do we then conduct ourselves. Mm. Um, in a world that is full of people with other points of view yes. They have um, a different point of view mm. than we have, they, have um, they believe in different things, they have different principles yes. And uh, a lot of them are not evil people, and not bad people
0: no. I think maybe something to just remind ourselves and everyone of Is, is the word believe means to live in accordance with something, or live according to something else. So if we say we believe in the God of the Bible, or we believe in the Bible, we believe in Yahweh, then it means that we live according to that God. So we live according to the Bible. So an unbeliever, we're not saying is by necessity an evil person, or a Satan worshipper, or something extreme like that. It's just someone who doesn't live completely in accordance with the truth of this God of the Bible. Mm. yeah.
1: So so firstly, um, loving God, or loving God means we have to love our neighbor. We have to love others. We primarily love the brother, mm. the Messiah, but we have to love others. And loving others means that we keep God's commandments yes. even toward others. Yes. And so we're still not going to walk in judgment towards others. Mm. We're still not going to um, act in an unloving or unkind mm. or ungracious way towards other people. Yes. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about not being yoked mm-hmm. together. Um, so we extend to the Muslim, to the atheist, um, basic courtesy according to God's commandments. Yes. And that brings us to the Sermon on the Mount. It's mm. a clear instruction. But there's a difference between a person that at the workplace you, you, you treats the Muslim with respect, mm. with honor, in truth, um, respectfully and kindfully um, interacting with them. Mm. That doesn't mean that you're yoking yourself together. Mm. Mm. Okay, But if you have a buddy at work that's an atheist, mm. and he bites you out after work and you start going out with them because it's fun, then there's no way to justify mm. why you are with them after hours. Mm. And I know that people say yes, but I work all day with them and I've got a bold res- r- relationship and so on. That's where the difference comes in.
2: Because
1: yeah. now you're actually just making an excuse because you're feeding the flesh. Mm. By being with them, so that's one thing. Other than that, people in our lives, like our family members yeah, and friends, family, friends we kind of we extend grace. Mm. Um, we still we can still have a meal with them if it's family gatherings, but our, if that becomes a primary relationship, mm. somebody that you choose mm. to spend time together. Mm. Okay, that's long term, it's going to be yoking.
0: Because the problem isn't, and again, we see this in the example with the Israelites, sooner or later, and usually it's sooner, it's going to force you in some way to give up some part of God's commandments, or some form of the truth, or just a little bit, you know, you'll have to compromise somewhere along the line. And that's the problem. So the problem isn't with necessarily with the unbeliever. So the judgment isn't to the unbeliever or the unbeliever is trying to pull you away. By necessity, you will have to give up some part of this to be able to you know, form a bond or bond with someone who is not adhering to this. It's just the natural outflow of what's going to happen. And that's where the danger in this lies, and that's why this principle is an important one. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not saying that we want to isolate ourselves or you know just have friends in our church group or family Um, we're not saying you know you can't work for a company with an unbelieving you know CEO or management we're not saying be extreme in that sense but the fact of the matter is that this is an extreme principle so, there's no point in trying to compromise in the in the essence of do not be yoked together or do not be unequ- yoked together unequally with unbelievers. But we're not saying, you know, be extreme in the sense of take yourself out of the world. Um, just to clarify that.
1: Look, it's going to be very simple if you give it enough time. Um, a believer that has... Um, a deep, meaningful relationship with an unbeliever, continually over a period of time, and it never causes a question in the believer's heart. Mm. That would be a concern for me because it means that the believer is walking the road.
2: Mm.
1: It's going to the moment. The, it's going to happen in your heart. You're going to know. Okay. Now, when it comes to should I work for a company that uh, you know, maybe even is in an industry that's not doesn't seem God honoring. Mm. Um, what if you uh, get a job connected with a rugby team? Um, now the Bible gives us presidents, presidents for this. Mm. Um, Joseph still served in the court of uh, the Pharaoh, and he did his very best, but he didn't become Pharaoh's best buddy. No. He did become a trusted aide, mm. and um, with the wisdom and mm. the honour that God gave him, Yes. but they kept to the ways of God. That's I think the difference. Daniel
0: is another very good example of this. Yeah. He was respectful, kind, and honouring of those that he was, you know, in service to, and yet never found a way to never compromise on the ways of God. Mm. So it is
1: possible. Um, and then, of course. We are going to get resistance from those who are not believers Um, and that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the resistance becomes too much some people will compromise on it. That means you are yoking yourself together with something else Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in order to become more acceptable in the sight of man. Mm Um, But altogether, this is what it looks like. Um, The believer that meets another person, it's a nice person, the kind of personality that you could get along with, Um, if you choose to spend more time with the unbeliever, then you will have to share your conviction and your faith with them, where you stand, explain to them who you are, where you stand, very soon. That's going to automatically put you in a process or a position where both parties will have to try and figure out how how are you going to build a friendship Mm. if you disagree on very basic life things. So a lot of people say, well, we avoid the topic. Okay, then you're just a compromiser. Okay, so this teaching is then not for you. (laughs) Uh, Just go do it your way, don't do it God's way, because if you're going (laughs) to not want to do it God's way, then what's your business watching this (laughs) series? So it's actually as simple that's the thing about this principle mm. you it's know so it's what it is we're actually just paying attention to this principle because people don't know that they're supposed to take yeah. this principle seriously um and
0: because let's face it um because we're rather dependent on relationships in our lives this is one of the principles where we easily try to find a loophole unfortunately
1: mm.
0: so yeah.
1: so that's it um The other person is saying, just accept me the way I am. But accepting him the way he is, is accepting his viewpoint. That's what it means. Even if you say, well, I don't accept his viewpoint. It is what it is. So we're not saying, never be rude to unbelievers. Mm. We are saved because of grace. Yes. But we don't agree with them. Mm. Which means we can't build relationship with them because to build relationship is to come
2: into agreement. Yes. That's what it is. I think that's all for mm. this then.